What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, January 13th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. How you doing, Greg? I'm excellent today, Tim. I want you to know that. I'm feeling it. I'm in the vibe. I'm in the flow. I tweeted Mm -hmm. about having a great day. You're going to have a great day. I'm going to have a great great day. day. So many great days going around. a great day. Exactly. Exactly. Flash drive. What? I showed a flash drive that I had in my hand. Oh, no, that's, a piece, of, that's yeah. a piece of wood, the, Greg. The well, way it's you did death, it. It's, an, it's a de- death loop uh, tchotchke. It's a flash drive. You see the the focus of it, uh, of the camera, kind of like blended it with your skin tone, and it's pretty sure. skin tone color, so I, it just looked like your hand. And I, you got said, a, I got this flash drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tim. Yeah. Can you believe? This is in housekeeping, but let's do it here. Can you believe Kind of Funny's Game of the Year? No, I can't. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, once I, again. I explained this whole thing to Gia yesterday. She I, I, I explained to her, I was like, look, we had one of, no, 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 I'm going to say it. We had the best games cast we've ever made yesterday. It was fantastic yeah. content. Great team of people working on it. And like the way no we did it, in the chat for what it is. No, no spoilers, spoilers no chat. spoilers. Go check it out. Go check out the games cast, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Yesterday was a special moment at kind of funny. And I feel like we've been having those a lot recently, but it really kind of just crystallized everything of like, yo, we do some really dope shit. And the 2021 kind of funny game of the year games cast is, is a perfect example of us doing dope shit. And I love it for every single way, including the winner. I love how we got there. I love all this stuff. I am very surprised, but I think it's very well-deserved at the end of the day. So fantastic stuff. You should go check it out. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, the kind of funny games cast is live right now. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe. And of course you can get it anywhere you want to. You get it on a patreon.com slash kind of funny games for no ads and the post show for a bless who that I was just on fire for. Is it enough to win? You'll have to find out there, but I, I'm, I've always been good at that show, but you take three months off of a trivia show. You come back. How are you going to do? Nobody knows. Uh, yeah, but of course it's a huge episode. It's your usual games cast crew, but then we add in Mike, we add in uh, Paris, we add in Janet. Uh, we have just a uh, Barrett. Uh, and then we gave uh, Barrett quietly our top 10 lists of games for the year. He then gives them points. And then we go through and find out one and all as we go. And again, shout out to Barrett Courtney, uh, the one, the only CEO junior uh, who went through and made polished presentation graphics for each one of them, uh, announcing which one it was. It's a fantastic episode. You have to go check out, but enough about us promoting our stuff. Let's promote other things in the video game world. Like the big question, is the new Pokemon game going to be good? Uh, What games got a DICE Award nomination and so much more? We're going to go over it all because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, where you can write in to be on it. You could be a Patreon producer. You could get the show ad free. You could get the exclusive post show we do for every episode. You can watch the Gamescast. We record it live alongside a bunch of other cool stuff. There's a lot of stuff you get if you support us on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. But if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. For this show, you could be watching live on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash You're Wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Of course, if that's not your jam, you could get this show later youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe each and every weekday of course you'd have to listen to the ads of course you wouldn't be able to write in of course you wouldn't be watching it live of course you wouldn't get any of the benefits of patreon but you still get a damn good show and if none of that sounds like a great way to support kind of funny why not Use the creator code on the Epic Game Store, kind of funny, all one word. Of course, if you're like, I don't use PC, I don't use the Epic Game Store, 
maybe you play Fortnite. Maybe you play Rocket League. Maybe you play Fall Guys. Maybe you play the next thing, Epical Buy. Uh, you can use it on that on all platforms. Again, creator code kind of funny for anything in the Epic Games store. Uh, housekeeping before we get going. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? Nick Scarpino is officially 55 years old. Go over to Nick underscore Scarpino on Twitter. Send him some sweet, nasty birthday love. Uh, like I said, the Gamescast is up right now. You should check it out. And then tomorrow, a huge day for kind of funny content, Tim. And mm-hmm. I think you can get it live here on Twitch. You can get it later on stuff. Some of it's going up way later than that, but it's a bevy of content. Tim. Let, let, me, let me take this away, Greg, because uh, there's a couple fun changes that I don't know how aware you are of because you've been out. So there's, you I know. won't lie to you. I wake up, Shit I punch up. myself in the face. I do a pound of blow. And I just come down and talk. I don't know what's happening anywhere. <laughs> a pound of blow. It's like every once in a while, Greg Miller will say something in a way that doesn't feel Greg Miller. And a pound of blow is definitely more a Nick thing than a Greg thing. <laughs> But I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I don't uh, think they tomorrow, count in pounds, do they, Kevin? I don't Isn't, know. Kevin, yeah, yeah, kilos, I mean, right? kilos is typical, but pounds, I, it's just a different, like I'm sure in, in America, no, they still do kilos. Yeah. I don't know. I'm watching don't Euphoria, know. so I'm all about drugs now. You know? Gotcha, gotcha. At least talking sense. about them. That makes sense. Uh, we are doing our screencast review of Peacemaker episodes one through three. You can watch the show now, episodes one through three, on HBO Max. Uh, but tomorrow morning, we're going to be recording our review of those episodes. And now that screencast is officially uh, a real show for us again, uh, you can watch it live on patreon.com slash kind of funny if you are a silver supporter. So if you want to watch us uh, as soon as possible, record these reactions patreon is the way you're going to be able to do that otherwise it'll go up later in the day then after that you can talk about this everybody's golf thing greg uh, yeah tomorrow on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or we're playing everybody's golf and yeah me and andy are going to go at it of course and continue our video game golf rivalry but we're bringing in like everybody mike's playing kevin are you playing i know joey's playing who's uh, 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 no Bowie? i'm not paying i'm sorry Blessing will be there unless he, you know, has some excuse to get out of it. Lots of stuff happening. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Everybody's golf tomorrow. One big uh, play session. And again, as I tweeted last night, this is uh, me sounding the klaxons that uh, I am back in everybody's golf. You should all redownload it. That way, when I tweet, hey, who wants to join me in my 20 person room? You can come play golf with me. Anyways, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that, Tim, what else you got? Then we got Scream in review returning to the franchise uh, with Scream 5, 5 Cream, whatever you want to call it. Uh, We're going to be doing it live on Patreon.com slash kind of funny as well. Tomorrow, 3 p.m. with James and Elise Willems. Very exciting stuff. And then that episode will go live for everyone else on YouTube on Monday. And then finally, uh, the Xcast records tomorrow, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can check it out. Uh, and then if you don't want to see it there, you can catch the Xcast on Saturday morning uh, live, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Basically, what we're saying is there's a lot of content tomorrow. You can be watching it live on all the Patreons. Get in there, get a gold subscription, catch it all. And last thing I want to say about screencast stuff is live now is our episode three review of the book of Boba Fett, youtube.com slash kind of funny. It's me, it's Barrett, it's Anthony Carboni, and it's Sage Ryan from Smosh Games. Super dope crew talking about stuff. I don't necessarily want to say dope stuff. It's it's stuff. It's not bad um, stuff. Yeah, go I, check I, it out. I'll tell you what. We watched the first episode of Boba Fett, and uh-huh. I kind of forgot that it existed. And mm-hmm. so then every now every week somebody pops up and they have some take about how much they hate Boba Fett for some other reason. And this week it was scooters. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, right. yeah. You can find out what they think about it when they record it, or when they, that's up right now. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, thank you to our Craig, Patreon you, producers. What what what? You, yeah. Craig, can you can you read what the poster is called, please? Please Can read I read the what the poster's called? Uh-huh. Go ahead, read it for me. What, is it? what does the poster say? I'm showing oh, you. Oh, sorry. The... I'm so sorry. I did not see I did it's not okay. see this. We're looking at the Scream 5 poster. It says, time to bend the rules. No, what is the name of the movie according to this poster? 
According to the script by Joe No. Undeniably real poster. Shut up, Tim. (laughs) Five cream. But I mean, like you see that this isn't a real poster. It has Hayden Pensieri in front, and that's not. Is she not in it? No, she's in it. She's in it. She's in four. She's not in this. I mean, I hope she's in this. I'll lose my fucking shit if Kirby returns. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis Makes, Blackjack, and Pranksky. Today, we're brought to you by me on these DoorDash and Chime, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. I got in honor of five cream, five stories on the Roper Report today. Baker's Dozen. Number one, Tim, let's begin with a question. Will Pokemon Legends Arceus be good? Nintendo has posted a 13-minute gameplay preview. Uh, Kevin, I have B-roll there if you want to toss it up and let it roll. You can hop around, Kev. I don't know what's going to happen if we're going to get claimed and then fired, but it doesn't matter. Uh, and here's what I want you to know. Tim, get, actually, let's dial it back a second. Mm-hmm. Maybe everybody out there is like me, an adult right who doesn't mm. follow the cartoons and the animes and they what's going on in the my monster hunter academia they don't know what's going on so mm. what is pokemon legends rcs all about and why are people excited for it so people are really excited about this because this is the first time uh debatably in many years uh but most would say ever that we're getting a full-on pokemon console rpg that is not uh, just the traditional handheld adventure that we've had of going through the the, the gym battles, getting to the Elite Four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. On the GameCube, we did have Pokemon Coliseum and uh, XD Gale of Darkness that were different style RPGs, like console RPGs. But what makes what separates this is this is what everyone really was thinking about when back in 1998 we were talking about oh my god imagine what a pokemon on n64 could look like our idea was open world you're just going out there you're catching pokemon you're, you're fighting them in more real time all that stuff like kind of a game that feels more like the anime right like kind sure. of like what you imagine the evolution eh, of pokemon would be i got it I understand and, and so we're finally getting it here um and i it seems to be wrapped in a breath of the wild style uh kind of wrapping paper and all of that is really exciting right what this is specifically it takes place in the past i think a thousand years in the past um in the Sinnoh region which is gen 4 uh the the platinum uh diamond and pearl games that we just got the remakes of um in november sure for with brilliant diamond shining pearl so forget yeah so it's the same locations that everybody's played through in the last couple months but a thousand years earlier right Hundred yeah. years. Hundred years. Hundred years, people are yeah. saying. Hundred years earlier. So well, I mean it might as well be a thousand years. So that's kind of cool because I feel like they can have some fun like lore stuff and kind of like be like, well, where did where was this thing or the start of this or all that type of stuff? But also there that results in different forms of Pokemon we're familiar with, which is something sure. they introduced um back in Sun and Moon with the Alola forms of like what hey, kind here's... of form of Porygon am I gonna get? I don't know. We don't okay. know. He was he, he actually didn't exist. He was made in a lab. So That is true. That is yeah, true. He he wasn't existing then. Porygon, one of the very man-made I mean, Pokémon. In the new thing of, you know, he uh, was, the he multiverse, was a, a, couldn't he couldn't somebody there's got to be a Doctor Strange like Pokémon no, that can open No, I think up time at portals. this point he was an idea, maybe a drawing, a painting in a room. You're telling me Pikachu's never been brushing his teeth, farted weird, and opened up a time portal behind him. I don't believe it. <laughs> See, here's the thing though, Greg, Pokémon doesn't 
evolve ironically like over time pokemon there's we're not hitting the multiverse saga in pokemon for another sure. hundred years okay <laughs> like it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be wrong. we're <laughs> finally getting the thing we've been talking about since 1998 um so that's kind of what this is so here's uh, my question then because like why are people why so if it's what you've all wanted since 1998 1994 or whatever like this i i this i've i obviously have been tangentially aware of rcs i remember we did i was on the reacts when it got announced and yada yada but it comes and goes and something happens but then it's been three months of being a father and now i'm back at work and it's coming up and so when you i weren't on that reaction oh i wasn't okay then it makes me no. more sense okay yeah because that, that reaction was like a 6 a.m nintendo but i watched one, it that's and it was what i did us, i watched okay, it. it was you and bless right lost yeah, our yeah, mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so I remember that, and then I feel like the next kind of funny conversation I heard about it was when we were doing Fantasy Critic, and everybody's like, eh, I don't really know if it's going to pan out. Blah, blah. And then this video dropped today, and I clicked around on it, and I'm like, this is a Pokemon I want to play. Mm-hmm. I, You know what I mean? Like, I usually, I played the, what, the one from before the pandemic, 2019. I Let's played go. that one with Jen. Huh? Let's go. Let's Pikachu go. And Eevee. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, right. And so, like, and I've, you know, I, I drop into a Pokemon every so often, but it's, like, not one, I haven't ever been hooked or a fan like this actually looks interesting the whole actually getting to roam the environments and have a more rpg like rpg i don't know man i think it looks good but i don't but people are worried about it just because it's different or has there been red flags about it i put it because i put out a poll just to see what's going on on twitter.com slash game over greggy i said i need data for kind of funny games daily is pokemon legends arceus and am i saying it right by the way i'm not trying to do a greg bit arceus yes you're yes I, okay i this is the thing where like there's no matter what way we say it people are going to say we're saying it wrong but arceus is the way i say it and i've seen people i respect say it okay uh going to be and i said excellent good fine or bad right now fine is in the lead with 45 percent of the vote uh right behind it is good with 33 percent. then it's bad with 10.6 and excellent with 10 percent. so it's like is it just because it's different? Is it because of the art style? Is it because somebody previewed it and like it? I don't, I, I don't understand why people aren't like, oh man, this looks great. It's it's For a Pokemon. mix of expectations and like years and years and years of buildup. And I think the the real thing for me is that it's different, but it's not different enough. Like you're okay. looking at the battle system here and it's kind of like, all right, well, it still is just the four move Pokemon battle system. It's with, a new look to what you already knew yeah but it's like not new enough i don't think but the bigger thing is the breath of the wild thing when you make a game look like this then the comparisons are wow this is going to be the breath of the wild of pokemon and it doesn't seem to be that like breath of the wild what does that mean it doesn't just mean it looks this way it doesn't just mean it has this kind of you know kind of painting look it what it means is we're bucking the trend of what we've done before there like in zelda there aren't dungeons there aren't uh it's not that story based like all that stuff Whereas with this, it kind of just seems empty. Okay. You know, like it, it so far, it kind of looks like the things people didn't love about Breath of the Wild okay. as opposed to the things that they did. And the other thing is we just haven't seen that much of it. And it looks way better here than it has looked in the last couple trailers. So progressively, the game's been looking a lot better, but that just results in this, which doesn't look fantastic. You know, I don't think this looks bad. I think it looks good. I'm totally fine with this. I do worry about the frame rate. I do not think it's going to go well. Like all the early trailers, the frame rate was doo-doo butter at best. Like it was bad. Um, Here it's like, all right, at least it looks like it's kind of working. Um, But like a lot of that stuff I'm just talking about is the, a lot of little examples that kind of add up to, I'm trepidatious about this. You know, I I don't, I don't, if you would ask me, is this game going to be good? Um, Or like the scale that you had, I don't even, I have no idea 
where where it lands with you because mm-hmm. I, like i said last year i kept talking about halo infinite and being worried hey, look, about they got the colored game. caps what's not to love so many been having that for a while but maybe not enough i don't know i don't but know now it's gonna look more it's gonna have more impact because i'm running around the world talking to people you know i mean what you just said it sounds very similar to sword and shield <laughs> like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know um but but yeah it's it's with halo infinite i was really worried because we hadn't seen much of it sure and i was like that doesn't seem like a good sign and everything we're seeing doesn't look that great and that turned out fantastic and i loved it so i'm hoping we get that type of situation here where every single thing we see it's like we're not seeing a lot of this and what we're seeing doesn't necessarily look great and i hope it's amazing i just don't believe it's going to be and i think the biggest reason for that is uh in contrast to halo infinite which we've heard about for many 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 years we heard about this for the first time like eight months ago Mm, mm, so for mm. a game that seems to be this big and ambitious i can't believe it's a couple weeks away that's what gives me the most worry that it looks and it's being presented to us as if it's breath of the wild but i really think it's just going to be more it's going to more fall into oh it's a pokemon spinoff as opposed to (laughs) this is the future of pokemon gotcha okay okay that makes sense to me why was this woman fighting this pokemon with like rocks i'm not outside i mean does this guy look like he's gonna go peacefully into a ball no you gotta clobber him a bit no but like she was like right there she's fighting him there's no pokemon involved kev would you believe me that that's a scyther evolution of course cleaver it's very Mm -hmm. easy to see Mm mm-hmm uh but yeah it's that that's all part of the thing but i mean that goes back to like the anime shit right kev where it's like catching the pokemon wasn't that's necessarily right. always just battling yeah. it's like just yeah. weakening them, throw balls kick the shit out of fucking some pokemon i remember that <laughs> for a little squirtle he didn't go willingly <laughs> i'm really excited about it uh but yeah it's i it's one of those things where i kind of wish it was more than it seems to be like, sure I, I understand that yeah and and you know the game's not out hopefully it's amazing but like everything we're seeing doesn't make me believe it's going to be especially like the people making it and everything like they haven't really proven they're ready for this so okay this might be their big moment but but we'll see and again we won't have to wait long like january 28th ladies and gentlemen coming up january 28th not far off for you to find out if pokemon legends arceus is good but i'm i'm interested that 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 makes me more interested than the one that just came before it which wasn't the which one the one that just came out Sword and Shield, Brilliant no, Diamond, no. Shining Brilliant Diamond. Like I was like, all right, I don't know. I, I feel like I've got my fill of it. That looked too samey to me. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not a Pokemon fan by any stretch of imagination. So like this one, I actually will look into and play. I mean, this, for a little bit. this is it's not samey. It is it is completely different. Like there are certain elements that are the same. Like the battle system seems to be like at least mostly there's like every Pokemon game has some gimmick. This seems to be the style, strong style, whatever they were adding all that stuff. We'll figure out what that is in the game. But um, in terms of how the game is presented, it does seem to be very different than anything we've we've seen before. But it being set a hundred years in the past isn't interesting to me because that leads to the emptiness. You know what I mean? Like, sure, I'd be more interested in hundred years in the future, honestly. But that just speaks to my takes on stuff. I prefer sci-fi. Where the Pokemon to... are the masters, and where are the people in the balls? Wow, you know what I mean? Oh, Do you ever think about that? It's only a matter of time. These things are like, wait a second, we're so powerful. Why are we letting these meat suits do anything to us? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did they ever do that in the cartoon? Was there ever a Pokemon that was like, wait a second, I'm smart. It's like kind of like, and I, I I don't mean to be spoilers. It's kind of like Planet of the Apes, right? Was there ever a Caesar of the Pokemon, right? Who was like, wait a second. Do I have a Pokemon movie for you? It's called Pokemon the First Movie. That's what it's about. There's a, there's a Pokemon who wakes up and he's like, wait a second, fuck this. Uh, He's created in the lab. Oh, but I know Mewtwo from the other movie. I don't, should I spoil it? I don't know if I should spoil it. 
I mean, Detective Pikachu. He's I, a Detective Pikachu. I know, I know Mewtwo. <laughs> Please, I've known Mewtwo for a long time. All right, mm-hmm. this weird <laughs> fucking hairless cat. <laughs> you seen him? Why is he like that? It's gross. What's he, he doing? Is it, he is it a dick? We'll never know. He has short hair, right? It's definitely a dick. For, this is one of those things that, like, if we were in the studio, I'd stop the entire picture. show right now and I'd say, let's draw a Mewtwo from memory. And I assure you, my Mewtwo would not look like your I mean, you have a pen, you know? Fine, then don't show me anything. I'm going to yeah. flip over my Please printout do. of Blessings, uh, Blessings uh, Super Fun Game Release Calendar, and I'll, I'll draw you a Mewtwo, all right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to Greg Miller's informal poll while he does that to give Thank the you. results. Oh, did you already give the results? I did already give the results, yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> It's okay. I, was, I was talking, yeah, uh, but anyways, look at that. You it. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. Uh, stall on time here. Then I'm going to read it again. You can start number two if you want. Uh, well, uh, real quick, I, I, I just I just want to go with this. So we got we got the 10 percent excellent, 33 percent good, 45 percent fine, and 10 percent bad. <laughs> I feel like all of that's fairly in line with with <laughs> with my feelings and like how I think the sentiment of the public would would land but i'm really interested in in what the like metacritic of this does end up being i think it's going to be hindered because even if it's surprisingly good i still think people are going to be like yeah but it's still not what we want and so i think that that's going to hold it back i don't see this game kind of breaking through the whoa this is a mega surprise game this is way better than we all expected and getting nines but i don't know pokemon also gets a lot of uh of bumps but i think those bumps have kind of like lessened over time as games media has kind of gotten new people in because those new people grew up with Pokemon and are kind of over it in a lot of ways. <laughs> Moving on to story number two, Dice oh, Awards. Right there, right there, right, right there. Right there. Can, we yeah, can put can, a pin in this. Hold on, I'm almost there. I'm right. You can there, hear right it from there. the wheezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the feed. Well, it is one of those where I start off like shit. I really don't remember. You got it. You got it. You know him. Remember, scoops. he's your friend from Pikachu. <laughs> I'll never ever forget when Greg threw Diddy Kong, and it was terrifying. Oh, let me put a little bit of shading in here because I don't want his belly to get distracted. You don't need to do shading. You don't need to do shading. I'll tell you right now. I'm really happy that I asked you to draw this. Oh man, yeah, Kev, good job. I knew today was going to be a good day for content, and I am delivering. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Me you wake up some days and you feel it, ladies and gentlemen. You say the power of Satan's in me, and I'm gonna fucking crush it. Here we are. Are right, you ready? This <laughs> is what I think YouTube looks like. No, you know So not that far off. I knew yeah, that little pretty good. I knew little horns or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that. I knew it's some uh, kind of coloration on his belly. That's, I mean, that's, like, honestly, that's him in the Chris, movie. If no. you sh- if you showed me that picture and you're like, no, like who's that Pokemon? I would say. It's Mewtwo. So you, you kind of nailed it there. Like now, what I'd like to do is that what I remember from Mewtwo, right? Of course, and he has that thing on his head, right? I remember him being more of a psychic kind of guy, right? And being like well, kind of telekinetic. Yeah. T- kind of telekinetic. That's why I gave him the little arms and the little just dangling legs because he doesn't use those muscles. He just uses oh his mind. You know? Wow. Because he flew. Remember, detail. like it's Detective mm-hmm. Pikachu. Remember, he's like, Ooh, he like flew yeah, but over he there and did shit. Hop around. Like in the movie, he's well, got. Sure. I mean, those legs can do something. He's got they're not beefy. just completely dead. He's got quads. He's got yeah. quads. He's got yeah. Triple H size quads there. Yeah, but can go back two. to go back to like the actual official art. <laughs> I hate this picture. Yeah. So you see, is it a tail? Is it a dick? I don't know. I see what you mean. Yeah. 
dicking out with Scarpino. <laughs> Number two on the rope for report, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Dice Awards have announced their nominations for the 20, uh, 2022 Dice Summit. I'll read from the beginning of it before we talk about some of the highlights of the awards. The Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, AIAS, is pleased to announce the nominees for its 25th annual Dice Awards. The video, games industri- the video game industry's premier peer-juried awards show co-hosted for the sixth year by Greg Miller and Jessica Chobot. Jessica Chobot's actually first in the press release, but for some reason I read my name. Uh, the winners will be revealed at a special 25th anniversary edition of the Dice Awards ceremony in live stream by the official media partner IGN on February 24th at the Mandalay Bay Resort in Las Vegas as the culmination of the week-long industry gathering at the 2022 Dice Summit. 59 games uh, released in 2021 received nominations. Rash and Clank Rift Apart leads the pack with nine nominations, followed by Deathloop earning eight. Tying for six nominations each are Inscription and It Takes Two with Returnal earning five nods. And uh, Kana, Bridge of Spirits, and Resident Evil Village uh, each taking four. Finalists for 2021's top honor game of the year are Deathloop, Inscription, It Takes Two, Rash and Clank Rift Apart, and Returnal. Tim? Mm-hmm. first off i'm back they can't keep me out you know what i mean oh me, yeah congrats, me Greg, congrats. That's all, i mean that's awesome i love that it keeps happening and you guys you keep killing six it. years of it i can't even that that's, sounds outrageous that's nuts i mean I, I didn't know and this just shows how little we've been talking and i miss you greg and i want to be friends again but uh this morning i woke up and i saw your tweet about it. i'm like oh shit he's doing it again six years whoa like that's we've been doing that like i'm just trying to even like think about six years ago like where we were a few hosting dice like that's such a different ass world man for sure for sure right because it would have been 2016 then right it would have been the first Mm -hmm. one because if if the you know the story goes uh, is that what got me the awards hosting gig was game awards my speech at 2015 when i won trendy gamer because dice reached out afterwards and was like your speech kind of sums up what we want dice awards to be like it's if you're not aware dice is an industry summit where rather than like gdc which is open to everybody well that sounds weird but like where everybody can buy a ticket dice is more like that's where phil spencer is there and that's where mark cerny is there and that's where all the heads come together to do industry roundtables to hopefully share information or learn things from guest speakers and then trickle that information back to their studios and their companies to try to change stuff or see what other cool people are doing and so when they reached out, they were like, that's kind of what we want Dice Awards to morph into is that something is more hosted by gamers because before they had celebrities and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure not to take away from former hosts who played games and are also just movie stars, but they were like, we want it to be more grassroots. Like we think of the actual Dice organization that it is like a industry peer event rather than this thing. And the Dice Awards are all voted on the di- voted by the Dice members. So it always cracks me up when Untitled Goose Game wins Game of the Year and the, the Twitch chat is like, what a bunch of fucking idiots who, and like the idiots who voted on these are the people who made your favorite games. Like <laughs> this is, these are the people who make the video games you love voting on it. It's not us chuckleheads coming in and saying anything. It's only what's going on there. I digress. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's been six years. I can't wait to do it again. But more importantly, let's talk about the nominations. Uh, first off, we already did Game of the Year here. Deathloop, Inscription, It Takes Two, Rash and Clank, and Returnal. Again, no spoilers for maybe what did or didn't make our kind of funny uh, Game of the Year sh- uh, show that's up right now as a Gamescast. But does this list surprise you, Tim? No. I mean, look, uh, we keep talking about this <laughs> as more and more lists are, are coming out. And, you know, now being halfway through January, I think most outlets have put their their awards out and i just love how varied everything is i don't think we've ever seen a year with this much diversity in terms of the actual game of the year winner you know uh like going to a best buy in a couple years this actually there probably won't be physical games anymore but if there were there'd be like the most game of the year editions imaginable 
for sure. Like, all, everyone always kind of stretched the definition of that, but like now it'd be like, wow, every single game is a, a nominee at some point because there was just so much variation from AAA to indie, from exclusive to third party, like everything like has a, a equal chance um, in a year that didn't have the the big ones, right? And that's totally fine and, and great, honestly, because I think it kind of forces people to branch out a bit. Um, sure. And on top of that, it's like it was just such a quality year. Like there was such a, a good pace of games that came out throughout the year that I kind of feel like everybody had something to be really stoked about multiple times in the year. So that results in, I think a lot of interesting conversations and decisions when it comes down to when there has to be one, there's only one winner. But even then I think the conversation gets like dicey. Eh? Uh, when hey. you start talking about the, the nominees, because people are always upset. About, How did Returnal not make this? How did Kana not make that? Like people are passionate about games, like on every level, even when we're talking about seven, nominees there are still things that aren't going to make the cut because that's sure. just how many quality games could make the or like people feel deserve to win these categories so great year of games i just love seeing how much uh, difference there is i love that it's take it takes two one at the game awards and that forza horizon won at ign and that whatever one for us did for us go check it out youtube.com slash kind of funny it's like it's just very cool the death loop for GameSpot. like all of these games are getting the one from so many people and i wonder so, what that's going to mean for dice exactly you steal the words from my mouth what i want you to do right now is predict what will win dice game of the year for 2021 2022's dice but for 2021's games right and again death loop inscription it takes two ratchet and clank and returnal remember again as i know I'm, I'm saying this for the audience more than you tim that this is what's voted on by dice and members who are the people who are of course the developers who make your games and so with that i think it's going to be just inscription or returnal mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i if I had to choose one, I think I think I'd go inscription. Oh man. See, I am with you in your line of thinking. I would also put it takes two into the conversation, right? Because I think when you start talking about developers, we're talking about game design more than we talk about game design. Or not we, but you know, the royal we as gamers, whatever. And so I honestly think. I, I would say Returnal falls away and it becomes a race between Inscription and It Takes Two. And then I think it becomes the somewhat problematic that Inscription came out later in the year. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I feel like when you come out, in, it came out in October, I still haven't played Inscription. You know, Andy's always on me. I assume, I'm actually going to buy it and hopefully start it this week now that we've got a new schedule that allows time to play games. Um, and it's that weird thing of how many people have played Inscription? Is it enough uh, juice behind it? But I still think it, even that saying that, I don't think I don't want to take away from how great it takes two is, you know, I mean, I talk about uh, it takes two all the time and the quality of gameplay when it won game awards, right? Like I was able to talk about that. I think that might stand out to people too. And the fact that, you know, Hayes, like some would say did it again, but definitely did it in a way that outpaced any other stuff before of making a co-op game fun, right? Making this co-op game that wasn't annoying to play with somebody else or wasn't, it felt like a side mode. Like that's how you play this game and it works from start to finish. So, I want to have a little fun here, Greg. I, I want to have some fun. The Dice Awards Wikipedia page to look at previous year's Game of the Year winner because I want to see if there's any type of pattern. How many and times have I mentioned on it? Uh, on this? Control F, Greg. Okay. Greg. Greg. Just Greg. It'll be easier to find that way in case they put like Greg Trending Gamer Miller or Greg six-time host of the Dice Awards Miller, you know. There are seven mentions of Greg. Four Love of it. them are you. Yeah, that's right. Goddamn. Oh, oh. 
Good job, Greg. They talk about my good jokes. Remember that E3 joke I made? And then the, then they banned me from E3, and then I hosted E3. It's fucked up. It is exactly. fucked up. Uh, so I want to read through the, the game of the year uh, winners. And like I actually want to go all the way back to the first dice, because like, oh, okay. it's just kind go. of fun, fun to see this. Uh, 1997, GoldenEye, 007. 98, Ocarina of Time. 99, The Sims. 2000, Diablo 2. 2001, Halo Combat Evolved. 2002, Battlefield 1942. 2003, Call of Duty 1. 2004, Half-Life 2. 2005, God of War. 2006, Gears of War. 2007, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. So far, it's like that. that is such a good example of video games. Right? Wow. What an insult you're about to make to Little Big Planet. You cut it off right there to then be like, this is these are video games. And then Little 2008, Big Little Big Planet. 2009, Uncharted 2. 2010, Mass Effect 2. 2011, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. 2012, Journey. 2013, Last of Us. 2014, Dragon Age Inquisition. 2015, Fallout 4. Yeah, that's an interesting one too. That caught that's my a, too. That, Yeah, that's a weird one. Uh, 2016, Overwatch. 2017, Breath of the Wild. 2018, God of War. 2019, Untitled Goose Game. 2020, Hades. So Untitled Goose Game was definitely the hard right turn. Remember though, 2019 was a weird year compared to the previous years that had the clear answers, right? So 2019 was more similar to 2021, where it's kind of split, where there's a a whole bunch, like a lot of people had different answers. So I think that kind of resulted in in splitting the vote enough to give room to Untitled Goose Game getting its (laughs) its due. Um, So looking at, at this year's, I can see that happening again between a lot of the bigger ones. I don't know if it, it takes two has the the pull in the way you're talking about. So I, sure. I still think it's between Returnal and Inscription uh, with that because I think that everything you said about it takes two from a game design perspective, yeah. I think more people would would fight for Returnal for because of from a pure gameplay, it did the thing and it did the thing very That's well. That's true. And it pushed tech forward and did all the PS5 stuff and all that, you know. Um, but inscription has that Hades quality. It has that the more than goose game quality. So we'll see. My money is on inscription, but I think Returnal's a, a close number two. I don't think it'll be Ratchet. I don't think it'll be um Death Deathloop. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Again, two great games, not taking away from them, but I think this is this a three horse race over here, and maybe to your point, a two point horse. Inscription will be the one to watch. Inscription, I think, you know, has a lot of people at the other outlets, people like Andy on our in our outlet, right? That are banging the drum for it but is it enough to move the needle for everybody else yeah go for it. inscription did get polygons i want to say game of the year and not that that matters but what matters that i mean that you know to the argument we're making that people are lo- loving that game oh yeah, yeah no, no so what, what i'm saying though is i was gonna make an argument for returnal as far as i know returnal hasn't um... won anyone's big game of the year and i just love that nobody's shared game of the year so far from the big guys what did game informer give i don't know psychonauts did they give psychonauts somebody gave psychonauts i think they did <clears throat> tim's looking up game informer i'm looking it up while you do that here's some other highlights that i have out here right outstanding care outstanding achievement in character for the dice awards uh death loops colt uh kana from kana life is strange true colors alex chen that's the winner everybody vote for uh ratchet and clank rift apart rivet and then resident evil village lady demestra game informer gave it to halo infinite so it's like this is nuts wow. man you know what wow. i'm with returnal i'm with the returnal man let's give everyone the game of the year award this year 
All right, let's see what happens. Uh, from there on out, outstanding achievement in original musical composition. When, uh, Deathloop, It Takes Two, uh, Canterbury Spirits, uh, Psychonauts 2, Returnal. I was surprised not to see uh, the game you love pop up uh, on this. Artful uh, Escape? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, Art, Artful Escape, I think, will always will go down in history as uh, one of the things that I'm like, I just don't understand what why I see something in it that seems like nobody else does not nobody but like the 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 general populace it's a, doesn't, it is doesn't a hot or cold thing as you talked about in the review right well i mean i i didn't say that i'm shocked at that at that like i i don't see it that way <laughs> so it's weird like it's I, shout out to gary witta he gets it but yeah it's just uh it's funny to me i love that game and i think everyone should give it a shot but i mean maybe i'm wrong like maybe everyone shouldn't <laughs> like <laughs> well you give it a shot to see if you like it right it was game pass is it still game pass it or is game no- pass yeah, I was saying, okay, you're fine then. Uh, outstanding achievement and story before your eyes getting love here. Inscription, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Psychonauts 2 and the Forgotten City. A nice diverse group there that I know are all, you know, fan favorites. People behind those, like Janet behind Before Your Eyes, Blessing behind Forgotten City, you behind Guardians, Barrett behind uh, Psychonauts, Andy behind Inscription. Like, it's nice to see them get some uh, flowers here on the stage, right? Uh, action game of the year. I found the last one here interesting. Deathloop, Halo Infinite, Metroid Dread, Returnal, and then The Ascent. Ascent is one of those ones that I felt like came and maybe underdelivered. Uh, well, definitely for me, underdelivered on my expectations. It seemed like that was kind of the vibe everywhere, but interesting to see it get included here. Um, adventure game of the year: Death's Door. It takes two. Guardians of the Galaxy. Psychonauts two. Resident Evil Village. Uh, family game of the year: Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Happy Home Paradise. Uh, Cozy Grove. Mario Party Superstars. Ratchet Clank: Rift Apart. WarioWare. Get it together, man. I've seen an achievement for independent game: Death's Door, Inscription, Loop Hero, Sable, Unpacking. Nice to see Unpacking get a nod here, too. Loop Hero gets some nods there. And then, as we already said, Game of the Year, Deathloop Inscription, it takes two, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Returnal. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find out who takes home the honor February 24th, IGN.com, uh, IGN streaming platforms. It'll be the DICE uh, Awards for 2022, hosted by myself and the one, the only, Jessica Chobot. Very cool. Tim, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what Jessica's been up to at the Dice Awards. I can't wait to see what I've been up to. But if you want to know what I was up to way quicker than anybody else, you go to patreon.com slash games, where, of course, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the post shows we do. You can watch most of the shows live as we record them. <gasps> and, of course, you can get this very episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free, like every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily, the Gamescast, PS, I love you, and Xcast. But guess what, Jack? You didn't go to patreon.com slash games. So let's have a word from our sponsor relationships aren't perfect and me undies is celebrating our imperfectly perfect matches with their new valentine's day collection i don't have to read the ad anymore i can just tell you i'm wearing me undies ladies and gentlemen always have been always well you know i not always i guess but what happened is i had a bunch of underwear i didn't like that much and then i tried a couple pairs of me undies and i was like these are amazing and i ordered a whole bunch of me undies and now it's all i wear and i am due for more maybe i'll do it here back to the ad <laughs> gifting underwear for valentine's day wow real groundbreaking express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half and fun limited edition prints and if you're single don't worry you can mingle in matching pairs with your friends or even get dog hoodies and buddy bands to match your four-legged pal meandies has a great offer for our listeners for a limited time only get 25 percent off your first order of matching pairs for valentine's day and as a first-time purchaser, you can also get 15% off in free shipping right now to your door. To get 25% off matching pairs, 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. 
Guess what I use all the time, ladies and gentlemen? DoorDash. That's right. I come down here. I record the shows. I come upstairs. Jen's taking care of our newborn. Is a three-month-old? Our three-month-old. And guess what? We're both too tired to make food, so we order on DoorDash. We do it all the time, and you should too. You've got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essential items delivered to your door with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos. Choose from your favorite national chains like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download, that's you, download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES2021. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code GAMES2021. Don't forget, that code is GAMES2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash, subject to change. Terms apply. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees, no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, and no service fees. Get all that and then some with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card. They've also got over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs all over the place, like at most Walgreens, 7-Elevens, or CVSs. You can access your money when you need it, where you need it. Make sure you make the first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members, FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at a Money Pass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay-anyone instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. We're back. Number three on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. We have Hitman 3's year two content revealed. I'm going to read right from an IO Interactive press release I got. The bullet points go like this. Elusive Target Arcade, a brand new game mode that takes the elusive target concept to the next level, mixes up the formula, introduces new challenges and unlockable rewards. I should say, sorry, these are coming between January 20th uh, right now and then the end of the year. So if they don't have a date, I think it's all out there floating around like that but kind of funny.com slash wrong if i screw this up freelancer mode arriving in spring 2022 freelancer is a brand new way to play to hitman 3 that introduces roguelike elements strategic planning and customizable safe house a customizable safe house uh hitman 3 vr on pc hitman vr comes to pc on january 20th and the entire world of assassination trilogy is fully supported Here's something interesting. Hitman Trilogy Collection is also coming to Game Pass. The Hitman Trilogy will be available digitally as a single package on January 20th uh, for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series XS, uh, Epic Games Store, use the creator code, kind of funny, uh, Steam, Xbox Game Pass, PC Game Pass, and Game Pass Ultimate. <gasps> Whew. So Tim, cool. we'll double back to it in a second. Yeah. Uh, new technology on PC. Later in 2022, improvements to Hitman 3's impressive technology will include ray tracing, which will ca- uh, create better shadows, reflections, and maps. Uh, IO Interactive will also be implementing VRS, variable rate shading, uh, to boost PC performance. And in partnership with Intel, IOI will be one of the first development studios in the world to implement 
XESS technology. Then Hitman 3 on Steam. As highlighted above, Hitman 3 arrives on Steam to coincide with the start of year two and will have have full support for PC VR from day one. Plus, all of the technical improvements mentioned earlier, such as ray tracing, XESS, and variable rate shading uh, when they become available. And then new map details to be revealed. More details about this new map, which is codenamed Rocky, will be revealed for in year two, during year two, this whole year two thing. Whew, Tim, whew, where do you want to start with this uh, bevy of Hitman news? I mean, I feel like just talking about the trilogy coming to Game Pass and trilogy being a thing coming everywhere, like, good for them, man. They are just, they nailed it with Hitman. Like, they, they, it was a long time coming. They had the first one, the episodic stuff coming out. They came out with three. They're like, look, it is what it is. We know we have great game design. We know y'all motherfuckers are going to enjoy it. Enough people have talked about it. Shout out to Giant Bomb, you know, banging the yep. drum on that yep. for, for many years. And like, here they are. They're just like, look, if y'all haven't heard already, you're about to find out. It's free on Game Pass. Check it out. Everything. So much content. Druvenator follows up on patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says so early this year when greg early this year last week when greg said this might be the best game pass month i thought okay i see where he's coming from it's a great month but is it really the best since then let me repeat since that episode xbox has announced rainbow six extraction day one hitman three trilogy bundle day one and more to come next tuesday nobody saves the world paparazzi windjammers 2 were all not included on the first batch of the month so my question again is january truly shaping up to be the best month in game pass history and secondly could this be the new norm going forward what's it what's uh, the big game that will drop in february dying light elden ring lol thanks all juvenator tim you want to sit here and tell me that i'm right that this is the best month in game pass history i'll allow it i mean it's 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 a great month for sure in terms of variety and in terms of a bunch of games i just think that like with game pass at this point every month's the best month like they're just really delivering at least the last couple months right like yeah when we're talking to me with what i'm looking for in games i want that big holy crap i can't believe this is on game pass thing and like the, we got forza and halo in like the same month so it's like that's kind of cheating <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, 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 of course, of course. And then as I pointed out, like, right, like, I think my argument evolved into the month thing, but I was saying at the time the best drop, but then obviously the Mike counters with the Bethesda drop, which, of course, bringing Nuts. every Bethesda game yeah. <laughs> is kind of, like, unfair. But And then, so that's the thing. So for the sake of discussion and conversation, I think you are right. This is an insane month that is unprecedented in terms of what it's bringing to Game Pass, which is crazy to say because I do feel like every, every couple month months say that. Yeah. there's yeah. something new happening. Like, Game Pass just continues to be like to say it's the greatest value in gaming which was like you know the 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 meme of last year uh remains true but i think it's it's kind of turning into something else at this point where it's like okay it's not just the best value like it is just the best thing in video games period like it's just going to continue to be more and more of what video games are and can be and i i just love that we are now at this point where um asking oh is it going to come to game pass isn't a crazy question it's like sure. a legit is dying light going to come to game pass i don't think it is but if it did launch day no be... end of by the end of its life cycle probably oh yeah end of life cycle for sure like that's the thing is i'm talking about launch day i don't think it's that crazy of a uh, sure. question to well i mean up. if you want like, to get fucking crazy and then throw elden ring in there absolutely yeah i mean that would be thing. insane it would be and i i totally can imagine them doing it i don't expect them to but if they announced it it would just be like it would just be another headline on kind of funny games daily. It wouldn't be a earth shattering thing, you know? Sure. And that's because sure, sure, sure. that's because game Pass has just had, has built this. I mean, 
the closest thing I can compare Game Pass to is the MCU. Take that for what it's worth. They've just earned our trust. They've earned us that we expect it to be good. So when it's not good, we're like, mm, that's fucking weird. That's a great yeah. place to be. And it's yeah. rare we're there with video games. I think Sony on the other side is in the same conversation in terms of exclusives, where we expect them to be amazing. So right. when they're just really good, we're like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> all right yeah cool move on i guess yeah 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 it, i i'm fascinated to see how uh, game pass continues to evolve i think of course getting the hitman trilogy collection is a great move obviously people love hitman and like you know that's what we've talked at length about at hitman 3's launch is that was that the coming out party to get people in, excited and about, involved with that and it was it seemed like people who bought hitman 3 i remember were going back and playing the old games and getting into it uh and so yeah to see it on game pass now i think it's going to open up to a brand new uh, group and then let alone the fact that io interactive is uh, supporting it the way they're supporting it hats off to them hats off to game pass yeah absolutely <laughs> Tim, number four on the Roper Report. Xbox Ones are no longer being made. This is Tom Warren over at The Verge. Microsoft has stopped manufacturing all Xbox One consoles. The software giant originally discounted the Xbox One X and digital, <laughs> and digital Xbox One S ahead of the Xbox Series X launch, then quietly stopped manufacturing the Xbox One S at the end of 2020, leaving retailers to sell out their remaining stock. Quote, to focus on the production of Xbox Series S slash S, we stopped production for all Xbox One consoles by the end of 2020, says Cindy Walker, Senior Director of Xbox Console Project, no, Product Marketing, in a statement to The Verge. Microsoft's confirmation comes just as Bloomberg report a Bloomberg report suggested Sony had planned to end PS4 production at the end of 2021, but that the company will now manufacture around a million PS4 consoles in 2022. Sony has confirmed PS4 production is still ongoing amid struggles by both Microsoft and Sony to meet demand for their latest Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 consoles. Tim, are you surprised mm-hmm. that the Xbox One is gone? Uh, I'm not surprised. I, I do think the end of 2020 is a, a little surprising to me. Like, I, I, I'm surprised that we're just learning about this now because that was a long time ago. Sure. <laughs> at this point, uh, depending on how you're counting years, that sounds like 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's not a big surprise because of the way that Xbox have been kind of pushing their ethos of who they are and what they are, which is to lead into the last story, or lead back to, you know what I'm saying, uh, Game Pass, right? It's like yeah. it's more of an ecosystem than it is about these consoles in particular and i think that they kind of just want to get everybody over to the more powerful systems because the games just run better there even though they ran on the xbox one as well so i think there's less of a necessity for them to rely on making sure everyone has the latest and greatest because there's just options out there so i think that they're kind of like because of how they've had their strategy so far they're at a point that they're years into the next gen so they're kind of like we're really focusing on game pass people are playing our games wherever they're playing them whether it's pc or their various xbox consoles when they want an x when they want an s cool they'll get them and then we'll, we'll keep them as xbox customers because of game pass which is a different strategy to where playstation's at right for sure they, they're going to continue putting out the ps4s because their entire thing's based on these exclusives that so far we're still at that point where their exclusives are exclusive to PlayStation, meaning PS4 and 5, not just to PS5. For the most part, we had Ratchet, we had some uh, exceptions to the rule, but with Horizon coming out next month, PS4, PS5, right? They are still sure. pushing this, and that is entirely because of um, uh, not just supply, but because of the fact that there are 100 plus million PS4s out there that they are caring about 
equally, if not more than the PS5, whereas okay. Xbox just cared about Xbox. They care about the ecosystem, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why I found this news not surprising. It's again, your to your point of like it's interesting. We're just hearing about it that that's happening, but again, it's just seamless the way they had of Xbox One X and uh, yeah, Xbox One X and Xbox One S stock was out there, right? And then when they launch uh, the Series S and the Series X, sure, the X is hampered by the sh- chip shortage. But I forget if it was on kind of kind of funny games. I guess you're wrong me on my own memory. If it was on Games Daily or if it was on the predictions episode uh, that was the Xcast where I asked about uh console availability where of course you can't find a ps5 you can't find a series x for the most part what were you seeing and everybody who wrote in live was like oh i I found s's are out i can find an s on the store shelves and i was like Mm -hmm. i think i've seen it too but it's harder to find an x even though plenty of people wrote in saying i got x's in my thing but nobody had ps5s and so i think that yeah like again xbox just did it well of we're moving over to this new thing. You don't need to have it, but we're phasing out the old thing because now there's this what would have been a mid-tier thing that can just be the lower end now, but is way better than what would have been the lowest end Xbox uh, One X. So it makes sense. It doesn't surprise me. And I mean, they lucked out right on the sh- shortage of chips only really affecting the X or the semiconductors, I should say, I guess, only affecting S's or X's. But yeah. yeah. Anecdotally for me, I mean, I, I go to uh, Best Buys and Targets a lot and stuff because I, I buy uh, physical Blu-rays and shit. So like I there's a, oftentimes I have to go to multiple stores to get what I'm looking for because I'm particular. And uh, because that I, I always check out the game section, even though I'm not going to buy anything like I don't need, like I always have what I need. And if I'm buying anything, I'm buying on Amazon uh, like I haven't pre-ordered them already. But um, I, I like to go and just kind of see what's up. And definitely just anecdotally, I've seen uh, S's pretty frequently. Every once in a while, I'll see an X. Anytime I've seen a PlayStation 5, there is an argument happening. Like every single time there's multiple people that are like, I was here first, man. I, it's mine. Like I'm trying to buy it. Like it's always a thing. So yeah, it's interesting mm-hmm. where we're at xbox is done so good like you were just brought up with the ps4 to ps5 right of the fact that like xbox is just an ecosystem it makes it so easy of where you want to be and what you want to play on and what you want to have access to whether it's just on your pc or whether it's you know getting a new console so this makes sense for what they're doing mm-hmm. uh fifth and final on the roper report there's a new uncharted movie poster kevin you want to pull it up for folks we got the tom hollands you got the mark Wahlberg. oh, oh. <laughs> Oops, that's, that's not it that's not it let me just oh no, no. that's a good one that's a good one some mewtwo oh, art here that, 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 that was based wrong. on my art yes, that, that does look like too. a urinal on his chest there it is there, we got it is. there it is tom holland mark Wahlberg, uncharted exclusively in movie theaters february 18th doesn't look a lot like a, a game poster you'd see uh tim where where's your hype levels for the uncharted movie uh real quick kevin coelho can you google spider-man no way home poster uh, spider-man spider-man my first thought seeing this poster today yeah was spider-man no way home and then i went to twitter and it was everyone's first thought as well <laughs> because this is hilarious sony marketing that it just looks you, so much the same if you could bring these posters up next to each other kev that would be awesome Kevin, yeah that they are the exact same format which i know movie posters at some point it's like all right cool what else are you gonna do but the yeah. fact that both of them are tom holland like it's just really sure tom holland led joints like yeah. look at that yeah i can see it <laughs> i see it <laughs> uh, I, this, this was an old format that is less commonly used but with like for a while was the standard i want to say yeah i see it show up some they put the star wars i've seen like that you know i've seen the star wars like that it's the circle mainly is what i'm i'm going for the yeah. circle sure. the title placement and all that anyways um i i'm whatever about this uncharted movie like i feel like all the people that are upset about it like kind of that rubs i'm i'm more invested in people 
saying this sucks than I am in my own interest of the movie, which is never a good place to be, <laughs> you know? Cause like, I, I just get such a, a visceral reaction where I'm just like, what do you think uncharted is <laughs> like watching the, the trailers? I'm like, yeah, this looks like a movie based on the game. That's based on a movie. That's just what it is. You know, um, every time I see a trailer for this, I'm just like, I'm excited to see some of these set pieces. The latest trailer got me more excited because there's an original set piece. Seeing the pirate ships flying through the air. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And to me, that's Uncharted is ridiculous ass set set pieces. pieces. So we've seen a couple hints in the trailers of ones we're going to see, like obviously the cargo plane and all that. I'm excited to see that in in live action. I'm excited to see what that translates to, but I'm more excited to see what's original from it and how it it stacks up to the the major uh, set pieces from the game. So cool yeah you know i obviously love uncharted the games i don't expect this to resonate with me the way the games do but i really like tom holland i like him in movies i like watching him do things so like him against and you know opposite antonio banderas like that sounds like fun it's not it's not a movie i'm gonna risk it all to go to the movie theater to see like i'll have to wait till it comes to digital or whatever but cool looks interesting yeah Yeah, you know mark Wahlberg's funny I enjoy seeing him on camera because, like, it, like it's it's definitely a laugh at not with type situation. But like, <laughs> I like laughing at him, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's there for sure. We'll have to wait and see. You know what I mean? Uh, what is that? February? It's 18th. small on my screen. February eighteenth. It's right around the corner, but it's still so far away. Hey, uh, Tim, if I want to know something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops. Where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Astroneer on Switch, uh, S Chatos on Switch, uh, the Anacrusis. Is that I say that one right? Xbox Series X slash S, Xbox mm-hmm. One PC. Okay, good. Yeah, Anacrusis. Uh, uh, Will Smith is working on that. The games industry. Will uh-huh, Smith. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Dual Princess Switch. Uh, Mary Skettler. Skettlers two. Mary Skettler two. PC. Battle Brothers. PS4 and Xbox One. Sense. A Cyberpunk Ghost Story on Xbox One. Uh, Rescue Party Live on PC. Nova one 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 on Switch. Uh, Hocus two on Switch. Eternal Radiance on Switch. Dual Princess I already said, but it's still on Switch. Uh, Pixel Game Maker Series Game Battle Tycoon on Switch. Sniper Time. The Shooting Range on Switch. Headland on Switch. Twenty forty two Rush and Rush of Ages Return Later. Uh, as featured experiences in the Battlefield Portal. And then Spelunky 2 is available today with Xbox Game Pass. New dates for you. Uh, Reverie Knights Tactics uh, hits stores uh, January 25th on PC and consoles. Rise of the Third Power, a 16-bit love letter to the glory days of RPGs, uh, will be coming to Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC digital stores, February 10th, 2022. King Arthur Knight's Tale has been moved from February 15th to March 29th. And then RPG, I'm sorry, rp golf legends but like rpg they shoved it all together rp golf legends swings to playstation 4 and playstation 5 on january 20th as you know ladies and gentlemen we've partnered with nvidia to keep you updated on all the latest geforce rtx additions uh, to your favorite games including today's stray bombay's the anacrusis where will smith worked on it but the games industry will smith enters early access this four-player co-op first-person shooter is a ton of fun featuring an advanced ai director that constantly adapts difficulty and intensity based on your team's performance if you play on a geforce rtx gpu pc or laptop your battles against the aliens uh, the alien menace can be accelerated by using nvidia dlss 
deals of the day for you. Xbox announced new Xbox Live free play days. Uh, master the art of starfighter combat, dominate the hardcore, or enter a place of gun smoke and darkness. Star Wars Squadrons, Tennis World uh, Tour 2, and West of Dead are all available this weekend for Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members to play from Thursday, that's right now, until Sunday at midnight. Or I guess Monday morning, 1201 kind of thing. You know, It's confusing. Mm-hmm. I hate that when I try to say it, what day it is. You know? Sunday mm-hmm. night. Then Sunday night, Tim. All right. Get yeah, off my back. Complicated. Tim, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around Dink Dink the Globe. Uh, nanobiologist keeps me honest and said it was kind of funny games daily earlier this week when I talked about the what, what do you see for console stuff behind you. Um Carl Jacobson says, I miss news here. It looks like a free-to-play battle royale for My Hero, My Hero Academia got announced. But it doesn't hyper. And I just looked into this. Justin P says, Spelunky 2 might also be on Game Pass. And I just checked. It is. Spelunky 2 is on Game oh, Pass today. Oh, my God. First off, fuck you, Justin P, for writing in, and I guess early. And fuck you, Tim, for not listening to me when I talk. That was already on there, everybody. It was the final new date. It's bolded. Spelunky 2 available today with Xbox Game Pass. Because usually that would be underneath the deals of the day that when I would announce what came to Game Pass when I said that this was the best month for Game Pass. All right, best, best month. <laughs> I bit my tongue eating my oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did you watch Eight Bit Christmas? No, I I had it on the thing, and every time I mentioned it, Jen didn't really warm up to it, and her friend Allie liked it, and I, that got it close, but we never moved the needle. And if you remember, that was a book I interviewed the guy on Up at Noon about. I do not remember that. I saw you tweeting about something around that, and I yeah, was sure. like, "Huh." I, I was trying to like place it. And I, I had no no memory of that at all. But what a joy that movie was! I am utterly shocked, and y'all should watch it. Jen's gonna enjoy it. It's an enjoyable. What's well, so that? It's not a Christmas movie. movie. I'll watch it. it next doesn't year. matter. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, you could wait. But like, I, I think it's just a fun watch, regardless. Well. I got to watch like 18 episodes of Peacemaker or something. Uh, one more where you're wrong came in here and it's, I almost put this in the show, but I saw it was for yesterday. And I said, of course, Blessing did his job, but apparently he didn't. My dog, Nick 96 writes in and says, I wrote in yesterday, but it never got mentioned. SNK versus Capcom card fighters clash came up to switch yesterday. <laughs> and when I, when he says I wrote in yesterday, he, I don't think he means you're wrong. He means he wrote in the kind of funny games daily mail, mailbag. I don't know if my dog Nick 96 worked on SNK versus Capcom card fighters clash, or if he's just a big old fan. I appreciate the dedication. You can stop now. You're it's, you rest my dog, Nick 96, go play SNK versus Capcom card fighters. Enjoy yourself. All right. The news has been spread for this game. Nobody cares about except you, my dog, Nick 96. Damn. I'm sure you know what I mean. I, since it's a game, since it's uh, you know, it's SNK, I'm sure Jared Petty's going, ooh, doki doki somewhere ooh. in North Carolina. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow's hosts are blessing and Tam. In two days. Jared, Jared Petty's? Mm-hmm. Cool, Greg. Slack to me. Let me know. That's helpful. I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> uh, if you're watching live, ladies and gentlemen, on twitch.tv slash games. up next, it's Metal Gear Solid Revengeance with Blessing and Mike. Uh, if you want to catch that later, of course, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. If you want to catch what Tim and I are about to do, the Kind of Funny Games post show, you, of course, can go to patreon.com slash games, where you can get this show ad-free, where you can get the, your name read, where you can write in with your questions, where, of course, you can get the post show that I just mentioned. However, no buck starts our way. No big deal. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. You can get episodes of the show with ads no post shows you can't write in because you're watching that thing but you also don't have the link to write it into i uh, remember there's all sorts of stuff tim's got a really cool duster that of course matches the colors of his room which is always just weird 
just weird that he, he's this coordinated. I can't even put it together. I dressed a baby the other day, and Jen's like, no, nah, this outfit just does not. This doesn't work. You gotta go, <laughs> you gotta go, I'm going to go change him because you got him an orange uh, thing, green pants with a design on it, and then striped socks. Like, no, nah, this ain't. I mean, he's a baby. He's no one fucking baby. sees him but us. I can't wait till your kid is in that point because like kids always hit a point where it's like, you know, the adults are taking care of them and dressing them. And that means different things depending on who the parents are. But then they hit the point where they're like four to six where it's just fucking color chaos. Like when these kids like have thoughts to themselves, like sure, all the time we'll see kids just like walking across the street with their, their parents. And you look at them and they're just an explosion of glitter and sparkles sometimes and stripes and, and patterns. Like it's it's amazing. I wish I was a kid. You were once. I was once. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.